0: Pray to me, me to your bed.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Here at the Bedpost Podcast, what I like to do is bring guests and performers from my stage show Bedpost that I do here in Toronto and beyond into the studio here at the Pacific Junction Hotel to have a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. This week, I have a super special guest who I've just uh, become acquainted with very recently, which we'll, uh, we'll talk about a little bit later, please welcome to the mic, co-creator of, co-creator, co-founder of the New Kink uh, play space here in Toronto, Discreet Odyssey, Jillian slash Lady Grey. (laughs) Hi everybody, how are you?
0: (laughs) How are you? Thank you for having me, Erin.
1: Oh my goodness, thank you for coming. No problem. Um, So we ran into each other um, at the sex shop that I work in. Yes. And we're kind of I was like, oh I do this thing called Best post and you were like oh i do this thing called discreet odyssey see, here's, here's my card
0: great. wow wow and we're both so excited right absolutely and so. then
1: um tell the people uh, the event that i went to discreet odyssey see. to see you for a second time
0: yes yeah. well what we did is we've opened up an event space we have two spaces actually but the the main one is an event space that uh we have in a warehouse mm-hmm. in central toronto and it's uh, what we did is we held a kinky vendor fair. Yes. Because what we, we found in Toronto is that what we want to do is open up the space to everybody. But for our first sort of public opening, get people in the space and see a what we've done. A soft open. That's exa- a soft launch. <laughs> we're going to call this a soft, soft launch, launch and be very specific. That. Um, so that's what we're trying to do is is reach out to everybody and just say, hey, we've got this new thing going on. What's the best way to... Uh, to get vendors into know our space Mm -hmm. get people into know our space and the vendors were amazingly supportive and welcoming yeah really were
1: some of the vendors there were uh, some of the, my bedpost lovelies, uh, Unicorn Collaborators, also L'Amour proper. I probably butchered that,
0: yeah. like I always do,
1: and Wheel and Breach. Breach. Yes. yes, I <laughs> love them all. They are so amazing. So, such lovely people. And what kind of things, what was the range of things being vended at your oh, my goodness. kinky it, fair?
0: Anything you could just about think of in a kinky sense. There were there was whips, paddles, canes, uh, lots of... Of lots of wood and leather implements. Somebody was selling this giant Shambok African. Oh boy, I don't exactly remember the name of what it's called, but it's called a Shambok, S H A M B O K. And um, and then there were there were people there who were more. Uh, there was a pyramid reiki uh woman who was doing great oh, nice. tarot card readings and so sort of appealing to the more mystical side of people yeah and we had roar by rex which was a lot of artist jewelry and and we had a uh vanessa walsh who was an oh. oh. amazing oh. <laughs> amazing erotic artist i could name them all there were 16 of them we yes. had them all but i was just amazed we filled up our space and it was great amazing and i was so happy to be there and did you get uh
1: what were the reviews? What were the general takeaways from your first kind you know of what? Soft, soft, open? Watched,
0: it was really good. <laughs> we talked to the vendors afterwards because we wanted, what we wanted to do was make sure that they were happy with the, mm. with the fair that we present provided for them to sell their goods in. Of course. Right. Yes. And, um, what we decided to do was just like gather them afterwards and just ask them a few questions. Mm-hmm. And. From what we heard, the response was quite good. We were um, people were honest with their opinions, very open with that they were, they liked having it. Uh, it was a good space mm-hmm. for for what it's the for the bones of the space. It's really good. We just moved in, mm-hmm. so for one thing, like we've got, it's a large warehouse. Space. Yeah, it's very warehouse. It's very warehouse. Warehouse chic. It is very warehouse chic. So just getting <laughs> used to that vibe when you come in the first time is like, oh oh, oh, this is interesting is what we got. So a lot of people were sort of hesitant on the way in, but as soon as they got in and looked around and just were seeing people and things and stuff, it's like, this is good. Yeah, So, so, okay, so you're saying this
1: was your kind of event space, that's right. So tell us a little bit about the other
0: space. The other the space. The other part of Discreet Odyssey. The other part of Discreet Odyssey. The discrete part of Discreet Yes, exactly. <laughs> is we have a private dungeon for rent as well. Mm-hmm. That's in a residential area in Etobicoke, so on the west end of the city. Mm-hmm. And, and an
1: undisclosed location. Undisclosed location <laughs> until the booking <laughs> and
0: the payment. And that's just the way it goes. Yep. This is, And this is the thing I wanted to sort of come back to in this interview, if you didn't mind me taking a moment was of what the goal of our business is um, is to it is a business mm-hmm. we're trying to make it accessible to everybody with the recognition that it is a business mm-hmm. right so you know we've got these two two spaces we're hoping to expand as thing goes on and mm-hmm. have some fun but
1: yeah so what is the process um for people being able to is is it available now to book absolutely both absolutely. spaces are, very
0: available, are Blah Available. Blah. Both spaces are available now. Mm-hmm. I can, you can find more information on our website at discreetodyssey.com slash rentals. Lovely. And we'll give all that
1: information at the, at the end of the show as well. Perfect. Thank Um, you. So what is the process? They just contact you on the website, fill out a form, have a conversation with you. What happens? That's
0: that's right. So basically what happens is you go on the website, you look at through the listings um, and there's a link that you would click to book to get a quote for what you need. And at that point, we provide you with all of the payment information, um and and discuss the terms and what extra furniture we've got a lot of play furniture we've got a lot of play furniture for those people in toronto we uh i don't know if you know subspace i do yes yeah, so when subspace closed down uh after their halloween party mm-hmm. we were the ones who were able to reap the benefits reap the benefits but <laughs> we kept the collection together Great. this was our goal right and so all of that, all of the furniture is now at our place yeah and I, that's what I have we've got uh, <laughs> available now to everybody
1: right I have a bunch of friends that have raided a certain dungeons and spaces after they've closed like <laughs> like have have gotten some pretty cool shit. like my friend lady Shane uh got her sibian from. From some some space closing. Oh wow! Not subspace, but some space. <laughs> well, you know
0: what? I want to be clear. We didn't raid them. <laughs> raid it. No, we riot. did not. We met him before he was closing, and, and we, we're like,
1: "I want this and this, this and this." And we
0: did. We, we he was ready to clear the space out. Ready to and part so with we, his we, things. We came along at the right time for him. <laughs> yeah. and the right time for us. And now we're we've got a, we've got it all in a collection available to people again.
1: Can you tell us a couple
0: of these items? Well, yes, I can. actually. <laughs> so um, we've got. I don't know if you know what a St. Andrew's cross is. Oh, do I? Yes, Intimate, intimately, intimately. So <laughs> it's basically a giant. For those who don't know what it is, it's a giant wooden cross that's mm-hmm. on the that can stand by itself or be supported against a wall, or you have two of them together. There's a lot of, ways a lot to of do different it. yeah a lot oh. of different configurations. Mm. So you tie someone up on mm-hmm. uh, spread eagled or just their hands if you wish or just their feet if you wish. Mm-hmm. And then their butt is presented oh. to you for their butt and their back is presented to you for play. Mm-hmm. If you want to do some impact play or do some very sensual touch mm-hmm. or do go a little bit further into maybe put them on put them on a blindfold, put a blindfold on them, mm-hmm. excuse me.
1: Forced orgasm scene. Forced
0: orgasm scene and then you can get some <laughs> fun going. And then you can get all sorts <laughs> of kinks going on from there.
1: Yeah. Great. So you've got a really beautiful St. Andrew's cross. Anything else that that's have, worth mentioning?
0: We have two St. Andrew's crosses. Oh. We have two spanking benches. We've got a, an equestrian horse with a full English riding saddle. Wow. We've got a ground cage. We've got a, actually, it's a, oh, let me see if I get my measurement correct. It's a 10, at least a 10 foot ground cage, wow. if not that's 12 big. feet. It's it's big enough for actually for I would say for well yeah you could squeeze a group of people in there very easily but even two people lying lengthwise oh could my get in there. so a ground cage a ground cage am I
1: is it what I'm picturing just like a like, like a doggy cage
0: it's we have one of those but what <laughs> we but what we also have the ground cage what's is a ground more, cage a ground cage is more a big wooden structure oh. with bars along the outside of it like a cage and a padding along the top Uh so you can someone with a hole at one end so someone could stick their head up through the hole someone could (laughs) stick their hands down through the hole and play with the people inside you can use it for seating so that just your feet are dangling Uh, one of the parties I went to this is what some people were really enjoying is being Mm -hmm. inside the cage at the party and just seeing all these feet Damn yes. in front of them. Oh, I can imagine can some Im- people
1: really enjoying that. Yes. Don't they? Yes.
0: So power to them.
1: <laughs> and the equestrian horse. Explain that one. Yes.
0: Well, <laughs> there's so many uses for a sort of kneeling bench equestrian horse to be strapped down on in a I'm, sense.
1: I'm picturing um
0: the pummel horse that a gymnast would you know what? It is very like and, that, but without the pommels. Mm-hmm. Just take the pommels off, okay. and that's the shape and size of it. So it's it's a pretty big piece. Yeah. And, and anybody and, can be bent over bent that over line. over and tied to the... Because mm-hmm. it's a, not four legs and tied to the legs and just... Or, you know, sit upright in the saddle and be forced orgasmed with a magic wand. All of these fun things can be done with all... And that's the... One of the things I like about sex furniture, because it's so adaptable. Yes. You don't have Use to be it size uses. or shape or, you know, anything. It doesn't matter right Mm, you just have some fun with it
1: one size fits all
0: exactly (laughs) truly truly (laughs) one size fits all so let's let's go back
1: to how you came to open discreet odyssey because you've got a bit of an interesting story on your journey to finding kink and embracing this type of a lifestyle
0: right yes it was it's been a bit weird i'm 51 and i'm (laughs) i'm happy to admit it Mm -hmm. and um up until I was in my 40s, I had a very quiet life, very, yes. very, very quiet, very vanilla. Yes. And I didn't explore too much in the way of, of kink or BDSM or anything. Um, just,
1: was, was the interest there or just you know not what? at
0: all? It was a little bit uh, for some bondage. I played with a little bit of bondage and I enjoyed that. But I just didn't go any further, right, like in terms of like t- true... Not true, but in terms of kinks, as I've now come to understand them, right? Mm-hmm. It was pretty vanilla, if you will. Pretty basic. Pretty yeah. basic. Pretty basic bondage from, you know, just use a man's tie mm-hmm. is a really effective, just for the viewers at home. If, <laughs> a man's tie is actually a very effective bondage tool mm-hmm. because it can slip around the wrist. So this, if it's well made, it doesn't cut into your circulation as much. Because it's it wide be, and flat. It's wide and flat and it can be stretched out. And as long as you're just really, really pleased, viewers, be very careful when mm-hmm. any type of bondage that you are watching attentively to the person you are, who's being your bottom. Yes. person you are talking
1: Do you have any numbness? Do you have, have any tingling? Is can the you...
0: skin gone white on either side of the bandage? Are they saying they're in pain? Like all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Is that it, too tight? Just keep, keep
1: you, the conversation going. Exactly.
0: Yep. That, keeping that communication line open. Because a lot of people, when they can get into a situation where they're being topped, it's a psychological position as well because mm-hmm. you're submitting yourself for, bo- for domination. Yeah. Also right? known as
1: subspace. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So when you do that, it's a big measure of trust on someone. And so with the bondage play... That is a measure of trust yeah because it,
1: you're not as the bottom you're if you are going into that subspace territory mentally emotionally um, then you aren't always able to communicate um, you know as you would in your daily life you don't always have those tools to say,
0: oh that's actually I'm, I think I'm losing a bit of
1: feeling in that hand you may not always have those tools in the in those moments
0: that is quite true and that's one thing that um people don't realize is, is that when it comes to the level of enjoyment that you're getting out of the moment, mm-hmm. it can be very difficult psychologically to communicate because you've put yourself into that submissive position. And so to say, I'm now not enjoying what you're doing in some way or another, in your head is casting blame mm-hmm. on the person who's topping you.
1: Which, of course, is not the case. It's, but...
0: it's not the case in that they don't know your mind. That's the thing I want to get across to people. They're not mind readers. They're Top, tops, no doms one... are not mind okay. readers. We would have heard about a mind reader if one existed for na- by now. So <laughs> if, you know what, just communicate. This is the thing. Anything at all. Just say, like, a standard set of stop words, that safe words that a lot of people use is the Green, yellow, red. So green is go ahead, I'm enjoying everything. Yellow is slow down, stop, but it's a cautionary... It's getting there. It's getting there. Uh, You're getting near my... That's starting to hurt now as opposed to being enjoyable. Yes. Or that's going outside of my comfort zone now and that type of thing. And then red is full stop, down tools, no more movement whatsoever. And then when the bottom allows... Approach them and start giving them some aftercare, Mm -hmm. which could be as simple as a hug. Mm -hmm. Just but just be gentle and loving. The top should be gentle and loving with the person they've just bottomed. And for those who don't understand the term top and bottom, top is simply the person doing the action. Yeah, doing the thing, doing the thing. And the bottom is getting the thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Done to them. Yeah. And
1: and yeah, along that line, aftercare can look a million different ways. Some people don't like to be touched for aftercare. Some people need alone time. Some people want to go take a warm shower completely by themselves. Some people need a cigarette. Some people need to say thanks for the time, bye, and go to their other partner or go to their friend's house and talk about their experience. It can look a lot of different ways. I think the traditional way of aftercare to look at it is kind of a snug, a snuggle situation, but it can look lots of different ways, right? Oh, and then, oh, one other thought I had while we were saying about the tie um Or any other type of material I feel like a good cautionary thing to say Is have a pair of safety
0: scissors around yes. Just in case Absolutely, I'm really glad you bra- yeah. raised that point Yeah, just for people playing at home yeah. yeah, And the thing is, for people playing at home I wouldn't necessarily go with any material at all You can use verbal restraint mm-hmm. Just as easily yes. As you can tie someone up You can just tell them Put your two hands together above your head And leave them there Yeah and then Do not move yes. And oh my word Is that sexy? Yes So yeah. yes Yes So
1: okay So let's then continue on with your story So Yes When did this whole thing this whole start thing started for
0: you? My, my It's <laughs> It's kind of a long story Because my life sort of went through a series of changes Okay But I started I started off very quiet uh, with a little bit of interest in kink, but nothing. I hadn't explored, and I hadn't learned who I really was as a person, to be honest. So, but once I got into my 40s, I started exploring life, and then I met some people, and they became trusted friends, and then they brought me into the kink world, and started mm-hmm. showing me what this meant, what that term means, why... The situation runs the way it does. Why it's called a session or a scene, which is an individual over a a play period over a certain specific period of time, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. What other people would call sex? That's right. What other people (laughs) might just call sex? Yeah. What vanilla people call a session or or a scene? scene, Yes. Right. And the thing is, is understanding though that consent only applies to that scene, Mm -hmm. and even in that scene, if it's getting close, the top should always be checking. Are you okay? Is everything okay? Do you still want to continue? Mm -hmm. Right? Because this is the thing about consent that is so important nowadays and one of the issues that we are focusing on with some of our upcoming workshops is consent what it means in every situation throughout the day ongoing constant conversation absolutely yeah constant reading of each other
1: it's not i've said this one thing and then now we do it exactly it's like you've said that okay so this is great maybe to talk about um I, i almost said just quickly talk about let's we don't need to talk about it quickly um just to talk about um how one would set up a scene say so let's talk about consent within the context of like a scene that two people might do certainly yes yeah, So Absolutely. some kinky play some two people are kind of go do some kinky play what do we need to do consent wise before that happens and and while that happens
0: right well some of the play i could suggest to to people who are new to the kinky scene mm-hmm. is to get into things like Uh, Role play. Mm -hmm. So just one of you take on a role and someone else respond and just have some fun with that. Mm -hmm. And anything and everything can be turned into role play. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the terms like pet play that's where somebody takes on the role of an
1: animal. a little puppy play yeah exactly mm-hmm. and
0: enjoys that a little and pony play mm-hmm. exactly and then there's littles play where someone takes on the persona of a of a someone like you were talking about aftercare yeah. and i find some of the people they just want a snuggle with a blanket mm-hmm. and some soft music and a coloring book and yeah. a coloring book yeah. And, yeah. A snu- and a not a, and a stuffy and a teddy bear tea party yeah exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> but to go back to consent um yes. so there's role play there's light bondage, like we talked like about. Like you were for, saying. Yeah, yeah, verbal bondage or some really light ties and make sure you can undo them quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, also light impact play, spanking. Yes. Spanking. Is Who a, doesn't love a little spanking? You know what? Just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. It, I find very quickly pain turns into pleasure, and then it becomes pure pleasure. Because mm-hmm. what you're the what you're actually doing with impact play is it, oh, I was going to start educating and yeah, uh, do, please oh please do okay educate I mean. educate us okay <laughs> I'll educate you now. Um, <laughs> what happens with with impact play with 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 the basic action of of applying force to another person's body mm-hmm. is. You get that pain response. So you get the blood coming up to the surface of the skin Mm -hmm. and then you get more sensitivity going on in that space Mm -hmm. because now you've got some heat coming on there from the blood Mm -hmm. and you've got your nerves more accustomed. Mm -hmm. And then that way, if you warm someone up, which is always important with impact plays, go slowly again, make sure don't pick something up and whack anybody with it. Yeah. Ever. Yes. Not ever. It's not ever a game. Anyways.
1: Yeah, e- even a person that, I mean, I know people, a couple people I have in mind that this does not apply to, but even people that want to want a very hard, uh, to be hit very hard with an implement, most people are going to need some sort of a warm-up.
0: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Even it, if they're veterans exactly, who, who
1: take really hard hits. Oh, yeah. Almost all of them are going to need a warm-up. Oh, yeah, and yeah. they
0: will never ask a newbie to strike them anyways. No, yeah. Yeah, you never, like... That's the thing. In setting up a scene of yourself, you make sure there's a proper consent between the two of you. And then, um, so yeah, you're not going to likely get into those levels of really heavy BDSM and those would be levels I would suggest not to go into. To stay away from as a beginner. As a beginner. For sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So So even warm up, can we talk about?
0: uh, Yes. uh, Warm ups? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what are we talking about when we say warm up? When we say warm up. We would um, establish who's being the top and who's being in the bottom Mm -hmm. for the time being, Mm -hmm. right? Just to make you comfortable with the scene. Talk about these things before you start, by the way. Make sure you establish this is what it means to be, this is what I want to do as a top, and this is what I agree to have done to me as a a bottom, Mm -hmm. right? And then talk about the fun stuff that you want to do and make sure you know your safe words and then go into the room and be in the mindset to be, the seducer or the seduced yeah get into that role settle into into that that role mentally you know if you want to be dominant then start taking that dominant role and if you want to be submissive then wait for your partner to tell you what to do Mm -hmm. right and just stop and stay there and just go yes sir Mm -hmm. and it just the men who are dominant that's that's that's, awesome. enough. That's, That's enough. That's enough to do. They're that like, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. But still, it's a negotiation between your partner, no matter how much experience either of you have. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you start. So then when you get involved, say we're going to set up a, a, a domination scene. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So we, the the dominant would demand that the submissive, say, get on the bed mm-hmm. on all fours, mm-hmm. for instance. Yes, sir. On, yeah. on kneeling on all fours. Yeah. And so the submissive does that her legs are let's assume that the that the the submissive is, is a female mm-hmm. for this purpose mm-hmm. because I'm more pansexual. Mm-hmm. So I'm it's it's and I'm more sapiosexual as well. So for me it's the mind games that are being played mm-hmm. in the moment. So yes. to me the sensuality about the moment, the taking of control is what I need to get myself out of my own head because my thoughts, you know, trying to run this business and everything, it's a million sure. things, right? And um, and so, setting up that scene, it's very careful. To, it's you just have to have fun with it, but just always be aware of each other as a partner. How are they responding? Because I find, especially with those into the kink and BDSM world, mm-hmm. their their bodies are so responsive. Mm-hmm. You see them. So just, pay attention. Oh, look, look at what they're doing. Look, listen. Absolutely. Are they sounds of
1: pleasure? And a, a great thing to talk about before is if you haven't played together or haven't played this type of play together what do you look like when you're receiving pleasure
0: when you're receiving when
1: you're receiving pleasure are you moaning groaning are you silent and kind of nonverbal are you you know what i mean because yes. the like it's great to have uh, try to have a read on body language but it's like what do you look like when you're receiving pleasure you know, might it, be an
0: important thing to know. It might be. And I would love to say I have a definitive answer, but it so depends on the person. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. Yes. So some people are moaners. Yeah. Right? Some people, they're very verbally, you're very aware verbally of their pleasure and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Some people are not. Exactly. Some of them yes, don't. So good information good to in... know beforehand. It can be. So, um and again, just listening to your, just like... It's, this would be something to ask, like a biology professor or something like this, right? Is what, how does the body physically respond to pleasure? Yes. But um, I've met, I've had some gentlemen who have told me that they understand the body. I, I've had some gentlemen too. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly we'll have some more, maybe. <laughs> um, but, Ideally. <laughs> but um, who, you know, there's certain muscles that respond. Yeah. The muscles at the base of your belly. Yeah. that you don't have any much control over, ah. right? Both men and women, right? Mm. So if you can hone in on certain responses. But again, it's reading your partner, kissing your partner. Kissing is a fetish for many people. Mm-hmm. Kissing is a turn-on for most people. A most lot of people, people. Yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Don't be afraid to just kiss someone.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have just... to be this hard scene. Exactly. Kink doesn't equal... Hitting hard. Like no, kink it doesn't, doesn't equal pain.
0: No, kink doesn't is, have to. Kink is oh. all really about pleasure. Yes. But what human beings respond to with that that physical response I was talking about, where the blood come up mm-hmm. comes up to the surface of the skin, mm-hmm. that induces pleasure. Mm-hmm. So it makes the pleasure more. Mm-hmm. And so I find Kink has allowed me, that's the thing, coming from a quiet background until I was in my forties mm-hmm. and then just sort of exploring. I you know, I lost some weight, I got braces when in my late forties. Mm-hmm. And then I met these friends who brought me in. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that whole journey I've had to learn myself what I'm comfortable with and what I'm not. Mm-hmm. And to really let go of preconceived notions mm-hmm. and a more traditional I still find it myself because I grew up in Ontario I'm my parents were my dad was British came here after World War II my mom was British uh, sorry Canadian of British parents mm-hmm. so that's my background okay, and, yeah you know mm-hmm. and that just is so a lot of my preconceived notions I've had to like really say oh no don't say things that way that is not appropriate anymore right and understand that the responses of someone now are, are there's across the map and it really it's up to you and them right mm-hmm. in everything Safe, yeah saying consensual Yes, right? safe, sane, consensual, he exactly. Worked.
1: And uh, how did you come upon being a co-creator,
0: co-owner of a uh, kink space? Uh, a kink space? Yeah, that went. That was a bit of a side journey. I did not, <laughs> did not expect to take, yeah. but it's been amazing. So what it was is I got into the kink community, mm-hmm. and then I met my now business partner. Mm-hmm. Um, he became my mentor mm-hmm. into becoming more of, of a dominant personality overall mm-hmm. because I'd had quite a quiet life. Um, I often would not take the aggressor role. Role not as an aggra- like not be aggressive, but just ask a question, demand. Like just, I don't take what I want. I barely ask for what I want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So for me to now be in uh, sort of a business role, it's and into a dominate dominant role. It's a big shift. It is a big shift. It really is a big shift. So. Uh, Julian, Daw Master J online, he mm-hmm. uh, helped mentor me in, explained a lot of the dynamics that play in the relationships between people mm-hmm. and how someone and just how people think in a way when it comes to this kink world and how it can be, it can be a really beautiful world, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know in the king community as in most there's there's unfortunate things that happen mm-hmm. but we're trying to provide that sense of a safe space we want to be it may sound sort of you know touchy feely or whatever but we want to build a safe space for the community and and yes it's a business but we want to grow based on the events that our people hold on the workshops that go on in there on the parties and events that go on on the type of people that we invite which is Everybody, Mm -hmm. as long as our tenets of the organization, sex positive, Mm -hmm. kink friendly Mm -hmm. and LGBTQ plus welcoming. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we're trying to get across. As long as your event meets those criteria. Fill your boots. Good to go. Yeah. Good to go. Love it. Yeah. So that's how we got into it. So sorry. So then Dom Master Jay and I were met and he was mentoring me into the world Mm -hmm. and we started talking about a dungeon, of creating a dungeon together and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started going ahead with the plans of that. And then um, subspace closed down. Mm-hmm. And we had been looking in, in, like, in other areas of Ontario of where to open up a space. Um, most recently it was Kitchener, Waterloo, that whole golden triangle mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when subspace closed down, we're like, oh, oh well now there's, there's not a major space in Toronto because we didn't want to compete with them. Right. Yeah. And we were being really careful. We're not going to go to Toronto. And then all of a sudden when they came out, it's like, oh, maybe we'll go to Toronto. Maybe we'll (laughs) maybe we'll stay in Toronto because I am in Etobicoke. Mm. I'm in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And Julian was in Brampton and has now moved down to Toronto. So stay home. So right? perfect. Thing. And it yeah. just seemed to work. So we have a warehouse that's about 1600 square feet. Mm-hmm. That's the event space, you can mm-hmm. hold but 125 people comfortably. Mm-hmm. It's a very wide open as you know industrial space, but we made sure that the as I said earlier the bones of the building because we made sure to not get a building until it had ground level bay doors mm-hmm. for instance because we want to ensure dis- disabled access Lovely. or full accessibility to Love the building. It and we're going to be hopefully you know starting a bit of a campaign maybe some crowdsourcing soon on building wheelchair accessible bathrooms. Great. We have a large bathroom. It's on the same level as the rest of the space, but it doesn't have the bars. It doesn't. I don't believe it has a wide enough door. Okay. Those. So types a bit of, of renovation will have to happen. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. It,
1: but that's our goal. That's amazing
0: to hear. Thank you that's very much. Great. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so it's, exciting. It's so exciting. <laughs> like I'm just. I, it's so hard for me to keep calm when I'm talking about this because the passion I have found for this business has been nothing else, nothing else like it in my life mm-hmm. up until now has come through for me and so, so um, suited my growth as a person, if that doesn't sound odd to say, but mm-hmm. life to me, actually, you know what? My most important thing in life right now is growth. Yeah. Education, training, betterment as a person, right? Yes. And when you get people doing that together, you all get stronger. Yeah, And so that's why we wanted to to go to sort of the vendors and say, look, we want to support you, too. We're not here to make a money grab. We're here to support you. You get stronger. We get stronger.
1: Yeah. Right. Totally. Love that. Thank you very much. Thanks. I think that's a great place to take a bit of a break to talk about some other businesses that we like to support and who like to support us. (laughs) Um, Talking about play spaces, um, we've got a fantastic sex club here in Toronto called Oasis Aqua Lounge. Um, Now, this space is uh, welcoming of people of all identities, of gender identities, of sexualities. They are completely shame-free and judgment-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Um, and They're just a basic sex-positive hub for sex-positive businesses, educators, and entertainers. Um, They're at 231 Mutual Street. If you want to stop on by, they do things like tours and stuff like that for beginners. Um, There are a lot of uh, themed nights. There are a lot of amazing events happening constantly. So you can go to 231 Mutual Street or you can go to their website, oasisaqualounge.com. A second sponsor is ComeAsYouAre.com love them come as you are.com is a Toronto based sex shop located on the interwebs um they are trans owned trans operated they are feminist. they are anti-capitalist uh they want to give you the best products at the lowest price possible they're going to prove that to you with a coupon code you can get 15% off at come as you come as you are.com. um If you put in the coupon code BEDPOST, one word, B-E-D-P-O-S-T. And also on top of that, if you're in Canada and you are ordering something that comes over $50, it's going to be free shipping as well. And our next sponsor is someone that you can find at Cumzuar.com. Unicorn Collaborators. I mentioned them previously. They're at your kinky arts fair lovely queer unicorns that have been doing leather work uh together for about five years but what i learned kind of recently when i was interviewing them they've actually both been doing it individually for a hell a lot longer uh what they do with their leather business is they are body positive um any shape of a person any gender of a person can wear their products. So it's either going to be completely super adjustable, or they're going to offer it in a bunch of different sizes. Or uh, the collaborators part of their name, they love to creatively collaborate with people. So if you're seeing something you like on the website, and you would like to can, you know, I almost said kink around with it. Sure, sure. <laughs> 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 you can contact them and they can, you can make something together that will perfectly suit your needs and your body. Um, you can find them on uh, unicorncollaborators at gmail.com. You can DM them for inquiries on their Instagram, unicorncollaborators, Twitter, their collaborators, um, and their Etsy shop is unicorncollaborators as well, um, to ask about any of their fantastic leather products. Oh, I'm wearing one right now. Huh. Our last sponsor is Provocateur Images. This is someone uh, who I've become acquainted with recently because I was doing some commercial modeling in their space. They are a boudoir photography studio. It's absolutely fantastic. The photographer Trevor, love you. He's fantastic um, you can go to their Instagram at provocateur underscore images You can go to provocateur to see Everything you need to know about booking a shoot there and I've got a coupon code for that as well Coupon code again is bedpost one word B-E-D-P-O-S-T. You're gonna get 10% off on a package there so that ranges from $65 off to $250 off uh based on the package that you choose so huge savings all you got to do is put on that coupon code at provocateurimages.ca and hello jillian hello. <laughs> you're so patiently sitting there
0: that's okay that was a long <laughs> burst of text to be able to say just like right that's very well done. i'm i'm an
1: actor didn't you know
0: <laughs> oh, Obviously, very well done. Very well done.
1: Okay, so let's go back to. No, it's so funny. Um, when I asked you, to, let's talk about a warm up. I was specifically talking about a spanking warm up.
0: Oh, my apologies.
1: <laughs> uh, and then we went into negotiation, which I love. Okay, so. Can you tell us, just because I I did tease it in the first half, what is a spanking warm-up exactly? What are we talking about when we say that? A spanking (laughs) warm-up.
0: Okay, I've got you now. All right. So the intention of a spanking warm-up is to allow you to reach subspace. The the Mm. thing people should understand is that you don't always – subspace is – it's a mystical place. Which is very <laughs> hard to reach sometimes. You can't some people have difficulty. Subspace is sort of a, a psychological you feel like you're flying, you're having orgasms. It's all good. Every life is good. Okay. <laughs> life is just very good. But happy it, place. Yeah. But it doesn't get you don't get there right away. Yes. Right. So sometimes if you need a heavier spanking, you need to warm up. And so the, one of the easiest ways to do that is just with your hand.
1: What I like in a spanking warm up, um, just to give people an idea of physically what you can be doing, I like just like a lot of this just kind of all over the bum area, upper thigh area, just to kind of, I don't know if it like awakens the muscles. I don't, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I love just like all over, just like high frequency, very kind of light l- very low impact low light impact. taps. Low, yeah, yes. just everywhere yeah. and like rubbing, massaging. I like a bit of like scratching Ching. over the skin area as yes.
0: well. Again, it's very sensual, isn't it? Yes, but it is warming up because what you're doing is you're awakening the nerves mm-hmm. along your skin. You're getting into that anticipatory. Ooh, this is going to be this fun, is going to be good. Mood. Yes, and then they'll like occasionally hit. A very sensitive nerve with their tap, and you're like, "Ooh!" And then they'll, you know, if you get someone to vary their their touches mm-hmm. around the yeah. body, yeah, varying
1: and in in varying. I also like this you on like the a bum, bit of, a, little bit of, a little bit of the punch bag, the feed bag, oh, a little nice. d- 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 to kind yes. of, I guess, awaken the the deeper muscles. Yeah, because your
0: bum is your bum and your thighs are your biggest muscles in the human body, I yes. believe and so sure we're they, doctors we're scientists yes exactly no. Um, <laughs> no we're not <laughs> disclaimer around that one. But, um, but yes but yeah. it does it wakes it's a up big the muscles. muscle it's a big muscle so you've had a lot of blood flowing mm-hmm. and especially when you start seeing that lovely pink shade come out after a little bit of you're
1: doing it right you're doing it right
0: as long as <laughs> you know but yeah spanking warm-up can just be start with little taps finger movements mm-hmm. drag your nails along the skin you know, use, say, something soft and rub it along the person's skin. Mm-hmm. Anything you like can, you know, maybe an ice cube. Maybe Ooh, temperature, uh, play. temperature play. Maybe okay. anything at all, like the, the back of, an, of a pen. Like anything yeah. can be sensation play.
1: Yeah, anything to get a variety of textures.
0: Exactly, and, and movements and sensations. Yeah. And then you would warm up and you would start applying Spanx in a more regular pattern right mm-hmm. so because you wouldn't want to apply a heavier spank necessarily like to the outside of the hips cuz that can cause some extra bruising mm-hmm. that you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. so yeah but then you you speed up and you can vary your your motions at that point mm-hmm. and and you then you can sp-
1: and then you can kind of progress into with your, some exactly some get, full spanks, some full spanks yeah, yeah, where yeah, it's there. like
0: yeah, you're surprised that some asses can take quite that much. But oh, I've seen some my heavy my spanking mom. scenes. And oh. holy lord! Oh, wow! I've seen some some <laughs> of the photos posted out there of the of oh, these yeah. spanked asses. Oh, go on FetLife. Ooh. anybody's
1: profile on FetLife and you'll and, see, you some see some bruised like, butts.
0: Cherry red, and you're like wow. Deep purple. Yes. Ooh. and and it's like, did you enjoy it? But yes, they, they enjoyed that immensely. Did. And yes. This is the point. Point. Yes. So.
1: Okay. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so our second half, uh, what I wanted to talk about was kind of uh, in the realm of kink spaces mm. and the kink community. Um, let's go with why we think having a kink space uh, is important for the community, kinky community, and why it's important to kind of have a kinky community. Right. Yeah. Let's
0: start there. Yeah. Well, I find a kinky, my opinion yes. is in your <laughs> experience, in yes. my experience is that the kinky community right now is um, quite fractured. There's mm. a lot of little groups, a mm. lot of niche groups, a lot of they have their own kink and they enjoy their kink and they get together with their people. But you won't often if someone is really into leather, for instance, they might not necessarily be into wood. So they don't want to be spanked with a the paddle. They don't want to be used. Lead. So they might not even go to a wood event or, or have no interest in what the wood vendors are doing. So mm. with what I'm trying to get at is that kink is such a personal choice. Mm-hmm. It's such a. And for varied. Me, so many types. So many kink. types of kink. And kink, it's like even the word is, is just it's just kinky. Be, like it just indicates anything that to me is a bit more trusting of your partner. Than straight on sex mm-hmm. to me, and, and the thing is, kink doesn't have to be sex. Yes. It doesn't have no, to involve no, a lot of times. I inter- feel like it isn't. No, yeah. there doesn't, yeah, doesn't yeah. have to be any insertion at all. Yeah, with with a lot of kinky play. Yeah. so yeah, yeah. Um, and why? So you so you're saying
1: uh why a, a kink space, space is important because it brings all these kind of groups,
0: these little subsections all together, potentially. That's yeah. the goal is to appeal to anybody who wants a meeting space that can go up to 125 people. Cause mm-hmm. so one of the things is that Toronto has a lot of dungeons, the area, there's a lot of private dungeons. Mm-hmm. There's some dungeons out there available for rent and ours is just one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but the event space is different because after subspace closed down, that was one of the bigger venues where... Now, I've been to Oasis. I love going to Oasis. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to slam your sponsor whatsoever. <laughs> but they're not a specific, specific kink type space. of kink space. And subspace, mm-hmm. I find just the nature of the building, it's very broken up. There's mm-hmm. smaller playrooms, yeah. whereas we offer them wider space. Yeah. So it's a different different type of building altogether, right? Great. And then if we, we want to provide a safe space, because what we find is a lot of kinksters um, associate with kinksters because they don't feel comfortable. They don't feel accepted. Mm-hmm. It is not normal considered normal mm-hmm. for a man it's submersive it's subversive s- it is it the really kink, is that's still, what kink is yeah s- kink is still yeah. very subversive it's still not it is the it is the wave of things coming i think Ooh. especially with 50 shades of gray and i'm gonna pay due respect i think that was what broke the majority it, it of the into public the awareness of kink as a thing yeah right unfortunately not, they
1: did it in a very oh, they didn't not, a great I'm not way, but, take
0: that away either they it was not the most researched Docking is not consent uh, no Stocking <laughs> is, is not, not foreplay Stocking is not foreplay no uh, <laughs> and some of the other anyways however but it brought it to the mainstream definitely and the so attention it, it, it of, was yeah. a bit of a disruptor in that sense yeah, right yeah yeah and yeah, so kink yeah. now is becoming more accepted it's becoming more aware people are like oh you know what i'm okay with getting a chance like i'm gonna move from like furry things around my wrist to <laughs> i want handcuffs now yeah right Because yeah. that'll be a bit more exciting to me and that'll allow me to release a bit further and get in, into a bit better headspace a bit quicker maybe you forget your concerns with your body when you're in that headspace yeah you forget any concerns you have with like any you know your whatever's going on in your life yeah. This is the, this is when you, when you go into a BDSM play, whether you're the dominant, the submissive, the anything to do with it, it is to me, I forget, I'm, I'm taking a break from my entire life yeah, in my your head. to-do list is... My to-do list is done. Gone. I'm, my worries are like, whatever, I'm going to deal with them later, I'm yeah. just going to holy smokes, enjoy myself right now because this is awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? And do you think it is, as a person that uh, is a kinky person that engages in kinky play, why do you think it is important for to be a part of the community, be, to attend an event space and meet other kinksters? What, it, what's the value in that?
0: The value in that is to share your own trials and tribulations, perhaps, with someone that you've met make new friends who are onto things you have been into hearing about things that you've never heard about um just finding a community building a community together because the kink community to me is one of the most accepting responsive Mm -hmm. um welcoming communities i've ever met in my life Mm -hmm. these people it does not matter what you look like what you do what you're into as long as you know what the, this is a sort of a saying my business partner and I have, but your kink may not be my kink, but your kink's okay by me. Yeah. Right? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, okay. by me. As long as you're doing the safe, sane and consensual, yeah. and you find a willing partner, more power to you. Yeah. Right? And, and I feel and like so, it's just an information pool. It is. It's and just so, resources
1: and access to information to make your play better, more consensual, deeper spiritually, more yeah. sensual. Yeah. Uh, everything yeah, it's going to widen your worldview
0: this is what i'm trying to the this it's 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 sort of an ideal that i'm describing right <laughs> now right it's it's not the nuts and bolts of what we're doing day to day but the ideal is it's a safe space and that any type of kinky people who want to gather in a group can consider us as a place to gather yeah. we've got uh, wet and messy play thing coming up on august the 11th yes please uh yes where we're going to have like a meet and greet and see if there's people who are interested in doing wet and messy play in toronto Mm -hmm. because we've got a warehouse with floor drains and hoses yeah you can clean up no problem yeah right we've got a woman coming down to do a flogging workshop Mm -hmm. at the end of august Love it. we've got another one coming up early september on how to build a toy bag on a budget so go to how to go to the dollar store and and Home Depot and build your toy bag, your implements from there. Love it. So, you know, anybody who wants something alternative kinky cosplayers or somebody we want to, or some of the... People would love There's to. There's a come lot of in. crossover. There's so much crossover yeah. with a just, and that's kind of why we left the space as industrial looking as it is. Yeah. Because it can, it can adapt itself, it can be customized to any type of party that you want. Mm-hmm. And then we've got all of that sex furniture as well. Mm-hmm. Right? They yeah. Just, I feel like it's great that you mentioned
1: wet and messy play because one of the things that I think would be important is like I can't really engage in wet and messy play in my condo because it's messy and I yeah. I don't want to clean it up and I'm going to wreck my furniture and my exactly. bed and my bedding. Exactly. So that's something that would be great to go out to a play space and do.
0: It really is. Yeah. And then and that's the thing is is because we'd be setting it up with all the appropriate tarps and yeah. kiddie pools and hoses and everything, yeah, you can come out, get as messy as you wish yeah, and wear whatever you wish and get as messy as you want yeah. and then help us clean up afterwards and we're good to go. Yeah, But exactly. most of it's already done because yeah. we're, you know... What are other types of play that are ideal,
1: like that wet and messy play, that are ideal for going to a play space for? Well... Like, like what are some types of play that aren't ideal to just do in your house? They'll get such a better experience going to, like, a going space. Going to a space like this. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the things we're doing is we want to appeal to is littles. Yeah. Little people who identify themselves as a younger age, not in a in a just in a personality way so they just they like storybooks they like fairy tales they disney is a big fan they're big fans <laughs> of disney yeah and they can be any age themselves but this is just what they enjoy doing this is how they enjoy spending their time mm-hmm. so what we want to do is have like a littles tea party yeah where we've got a playground on one side where the littles can all do their little out they can you know play in the sand they'll have their own meals over there and then all of the Adults, the bigs, Mm -hmm. or, you know, various daddies, mommies, whatever you want to call them, Uh would gather and have their (laughs) own sort of adult party Mm -hmm. with alcohol, perhaps, because we would get special events licenses for that, and and have their own party over there. So we'd have everything going on at the same time. Right. And the ability with the because the warehouse is actually perfectly square, Mm -hmm. well, not perfectly square, but it's sixteen (laughs) hundred feet and there's an I-beam in the middle. So it divides up really nicely Mm -hmm. into four Mm -hmm. so we can have individual play parties going on. Mm -hmm. We were talking about I was talking with someone uh, the other day about having um, body drumming parties. Because body drumming is a really interesting thing. It's not something a lot of people know about. Tell me a bit about that. Uh, body drummer. So basically yeah. what the drummer is doing is they lie out for... Like, just lie out on like a bed on the ground, on, mm-hmm. on whatever. And people come up and just... Sorry, I'm doing that. I hope I'm not disturbing the sound. <laughs> it's great audio. Okay, okay. <laughs> but they just come up and they just drum on you in whatever way they want to do. So it's, so it's kind a bit of like imp- spanking. Yeah, a little impact. Kind of like impact. Yeah. And then the person lying there is just can, you know, wear clothes or not, be, say, this area is a go, this area is not, mm-hmm. however they want to do it. Mm-hmm. But just come out and then we could... S- Usually, you can only fit, from what I understand, about eight people on one person. Mm-hmm. You know, only have eight people drumming per one person being drummed on. But we could set up four of them. Yeah. So we could cycle this through. This very attractive right? to me. For a certain period of time, you could have your body drummed for however much time is appropriate in a normal session, you know, and then we could cycle through and a whole lot of people could experience body Body drumming. Body drumming. Love this. And so again, but the space is so adaptable. This is what I love about that space. It's adaptable. It can be easily cleaned up. We can make it what is needed to. Another thing we want to do is actually invite photographers and models who want to update their kink portfolio. Oh, that'd be a great space to shoot in. Right? Because we've got all of that fabulous furniture, pictures of which can be found on our Website. <laughs> um, we've got all the fabulous furniture. We've got this white background... Tons of natural light come in, as you saw. We've got privacy screens now, privacy vinyl on the base of those big glass doors, (laughs) but the uppers are all clear glass. So there's tons of natural light all the time. Nice, diffused, perfect for photography light. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's no like direct sunbeams coming in, right? So, you know, so there's so much that can be done in that space. And we just, we want people to tell us what they want, though. Yeah. Right. And that's the exciting part of it. We want to, we've been, just as we did after the vendor. Fair talk to the people. We're getting people out who have hosted parties and say, what do they think? What it like if you have hosted if you have hosted (laughs) a party in the past, come out and talk to us and see if you want to host another one. Mm -hmm. And we can, you know, work together. Make it happen. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. Creative collaborations. Exactly. Yes. yes. Again, together we're all stronger.
1: Yes. Love that. I think that's Mm -hmm. a great place to stop. Yes. Um, Are you able to tell all the folks at home, give us just the links and the
0: websites and the emails and and social medias? Absolutely. So the website is (laughs) https colon slash slash com Colon. Oh, my. (laughs) I'm being old. I'm a technical writer by trade. This is what is, is funny for me because... I'm into, you know, explaining, writing down explanations for groups, for mm. users, right? Yeah. So when it comes to that type of thing, I'm like, I'm going to my business explanation <laughs> mode. But um, so the website. website is Discrete Odyssey and we're available on all the social media channels under Discreet Odyssey. It's a fairly <laughs> unique name. So we're able to snag it when, <laughs> we, nice. when we incorporate it. Um, so on Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr and, and Facebook. Lovely. Yeah. And, and people can and email. Email is yep. info at discreetaudyssey.com. Fantastic. Pretty simple. And, um, and yeah, we're on, I don't know if a lot of people know about FetLife, the social the, the oh, I social know it. profile, media profile for social, what is it, the social networking space for kingsters. There you go. That's right. Hey, yes. You're I No. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that is actually an excellent, just to tie this up, that's an excellent space if you want more information to go to yourself, mm-hmm. is to go to FetLife.com and just check it out and start reading profiles, go to groups, check out events in your area.
1: Yeah. It's the best place I think to find out what kinky events are happening in the city, like in whatever city you are in. In whatever city you're in. Yeah, you can see as a whole list, you wanna go to a munch, you wanna go just meet people socially at a restaurant that have a particular kink in common, it's there. You wanna see play spaces, you wanna see events, it's all there. So I think that is, I agree with you, the best resource to find out what kinky stuff is happening in the city. Like if you're ever struggling over how I meet kinky play partners, how I meet kinky people, that's the start of it That sure. it really
0: is the start of it yeah. That's the best place to go Yeah
1: Okay, fantastic um, So, and again You're Jillian slash Lady, Lady Gray. Yes
0: I started being called gray by my friends as a because of the hair cuz yes. I let it finally grow out and I love like, it. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I've sort of kind of into it too. But <laughs> uh, yeah, sounding all arrogant about it, but um <laughs> genetics, you know, genetics. Yes. But um and then lady gray was is more my business. Yes. Dominant persona. Yes, is, of course is what I take on when I'm in command mode. Oh my.
1: <laughs> oh my. Um okay, the things I got to tell everybody about. If you live in Toronto and you want to see The Bedpost Variety Stage Show We do two shows a month The first one is at uh, Social Capital Theater uh, The third friday of every month at eight and super wonder gallery is the second show the last tuesday of every month at nine uh if you're watching us on youtube uh do a comment uh, share it around subscribe it really helps for me and my bedpostly business same if you're listening to us on itunes or another podcasting platform uh leave a rating and reviewing just really great things again for me and my biz um We want to thank the Pacific Junction Hotel for hosting us. We want to thank Eggplant Media uh, for producing all this fantastic new content that you're seeing from us. Uh, If you're listening to us just on the audio podcast, you're going to be hearing original music by Stephanie Copeland. You can be reached at her website, StephCopelandMusic.com. I want to give. A huge thank you to Jillian, Lady
0: Grey. Thank you so much, Erin. This has been a lot of fun.
1: And thank you for everyone who's listening and watching. And bye.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!